99 Wild Ducks Retold by Barbara N. Herbert Illustrated by Marjorie van Heerden Long ago, in a village in China, there lived a man named Taro. Taro lived by himself in a small cottage and for a living he made and sold straw hats. In summer, when many people bought his hats, Taro made just enough money to live from day to day. But in winter, very few people needed straw hats and Taro struggled to make enough money to buy food, wood for his stove and paraffin for his lamp. One winter, the weather was worse than usual. The sun hardly shone and no one bought any hats. Taro made no money. He grew hungrier and hungrier. One evening, Taro went to the shed to fetch some wood for his stove. He noticed a piece of old rope lying on the floor. Taro remembered that when he was a young boy, his father had taught him to use the rope to trap wild ducks. His father had said, Take a piece of rope and make a loop at one end. Place the loop on the ground and hold the other end of the rope in your hand. Then put some rice on the ground inside the loop. When a duck steps inside the loop to eat the rice, pull on the rope. The rope will tighten around the duck's foot and it won't be able to fly away. Taro decided the next day he would trap a duck for food. Taro made the trap and put it in the long grass near the lake. When a duck stepped into the loop of rope, he pulled the rope. But it was difficult to pull the rope quickly enough and the duck escaped. Taro kept trying and at last he caught a duck. He took it home and cooked it. It was delicious. With time and practice, Taro became very good at trapping ducks, almost as good as his father had been. Remember, Taro, his father had warned him, only catch as many wild ducks as you need to feed yourself. Don't trap them for sport or fun. They have lived in this land for hundreds and thousands of years and will live for thousands more to come if we don't destroy them. Because of his father's words, Taro never set more than one trap at a time. He got up at dawn every day and set the trap in the grass near the lake. Trapping the ducks was easier at dawn because that was when the ducks came looking for their first meal of the day. Each day, Taro would cook and eat the duck he had caught. And even though Taro caught one duck every day, the flock of wild ducks never seemed to grow smaller. So he knew he would never go hungry. But after two winters, Taro began to get a little tired of duck meat. One day he had an idea. I know. Instead of taking the duck home, I'll sell it at the market, he thought. The next day he did exactly that. And with the money he was paid for the duck, Taro bought some fish and rice noodles. What a lovely change from duck meat, he said happily. The next day, Taro sold two wild ducks and bought some beef for dinner. He really liked the beef. After supper, he began to think. If I caught three ducks a day instead of two, I could get some nice fruit or sweet dumplings. 
and if I went out and trapped four ducks a day, I could save money to buy a new coat. And if I went out and trapped ten or twelve or fifteen ducks, imagine what I could buy. If I trapped twenty or thirty or forty ducks, I would be rich forever. For the rest of the evening, Taro thought about how much money he could make. In the shed, Taro found all the old coils of rope his father had used to make traps. He sat up all night making traps until he ran out of rope. Then he counted his traps. He had exactly one hundred. At dawn, Taro set his traps at the lakeside. It took quite a long time to set one hundred traps, and all the while he could hear the wild ducks quacking and fluttering their wings nearby. Taro hid in the grass, waiting, holding all one hundred ropes that were attached to the one hundred traps. He waited and waited. Then suddenly, he felt a tug on one rope and quickly pulled it tight. One duck was trapped. Then he felt another, and another, and another. Taro worked fast, pulling the ropes. Within minutes, ninety-nine ducks were trapped in Taro's loops of rope. Just one more, and I'll have one hundred. Oh, this is so easy. If only I had done this a long time ago, I would be rich by now. He cried joyfully. He waited for one more duck to step inside the last trap. Suddenly, there was a loud rustling noise, as if a strong wind was sweeping through the tall grass. The ninety-nine trapped ducks, with ropes around their feet, all flapped their wings and tried to fly. Slowly, they rose up into the air. Taro pulled down on the ropes as hard as possible, but the ninety-nine ducks were too strong for him. They dragged him across the field, and soon he was pulled up into the air. Help! Help! he cried, but nobody could hear him. The ducks flew higher and higher, and further and further away. Terrified, Taro clung to the ropes. The ground was far below. At that moment, Taro's body began to itch. He wanted to scratch himself, but was afraid to let go of the ropes. He looked up at his hands, and then he screamed in horror. Feathers were coming up his skin. As Taro watched, his arms and fingers changed into wings. He couldn't hold on to the ropes anymore. The ropes fell down, one by one. All ninety-nine of them. The ducks flew up into the clouds with the ropes still dangling from their feet. Taro was scared of falling, so he flapped his new wings as fast as he could, and soon he was flying. He looked down at his feet and saw that they had become brown and webbed, with long crooked toes. I've turned into a wild duck, cried Taro. But what came out of his mouth were not words, but quacking noises. Taro started to feel tired, and his wings began to ache. I'm not used to being a wild duck, he thought. He flew back to the lakeside where he had trapped the ducks that morning and landed safely in the tall grass. Now that I'm a wild duck, I will have to learn to live like a wild duck, thought Taro. 
I must find food. Looking around, he saw a snail crawling on the ground. That looks tasty. That'll be my breakfast today, he quacked, stepping closer. Just then, his foot caught in something. He pulled, but it would not come free. He lost his balance and tumbled over. I'm caught in a trap. My own trap, he realized with fear. It's the last trap I left in the grass. Taro pulled at the rope with his beak, trying to free himself. But the more he pulled, the tighter the rope became around his foot. Then Taro heard footsteps in the grass. He saw the face of a woman leaning over him. Come quickly, she called to her husband standing nearby. A wild duck is caught in a trap here. Ah, the man exclaimed, grabbing Taro by the feet. What good luck. I don't see the trapper here. Perhaps someone left this trap and forgot about it. We'll have a fine supper tonight. The couple carried Taro to their home. The man got ready to kill Taro. Please bring me a sharp knife, he asked his wife. The wife brought a large knife from the kitchen and handed it to her husband. Oh no, thought Taro. This is my end. This is my punishment for being greedy and trapping 99 wild ducks at once. There was nothing Taro could do to save himself. He began to cry in sorrow. The man grasped the duck's head in one hand and held the knife to its neck. Suddenly the woman cried, Stop! Stop! The duck is crying! They both looked closely, and sure enough, a tear glistened in the duck's eye. The tear grew large and heavy and rolled down the duck's silky feathers. Then a second tear followed. This is not an ordinary duck, said the woman. Ducks don't cry. Only people cry. There is something special about this duck. Let it go, she pleaded. The man put down the knife, took off the rope, and gently placed the wild duck on the ground. They watched it waddle around, opening and closing its beak, almost as if it wanted to say something. Then the duck spread its wings and took off. Taro flew back to the lakeside. As he got closer, his body grew heavier and heavier, and his wings felt clumsier and clumsier. He landed in the tall grass with a thump. As he scrambled to his feet, Taro realized that he was no longer a duck. His arms and legs were back and the feathers were gone. Taro cried happily, Oh, it's me. I'm a person again. This time, human words came out of Taro's mouth. I promise that for as long as I live, I'll never trap ducks again. Not even one more duck. Not ever, never, ever, he repeated to himself, walking back to his cottage. I'm so happy just to be alive. And do you know what? Taro kept his promise. He never set another trap. But even if he had wanted to trap ducks again, it would have been impossible because the wild ducks never again returned to that lake. Do you think you would get tired of duck meat? Why? 
What would have happened if Taro hadn't turned into a duck? Was it a good thing that Taro started crying? Why?